Party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today we will be discussing, we, I will be discussing my celibacy journey. It has been five years, so now what? I don't, I don't know, people, now what? So first I just want to say that Every year I uh, celebrate my celibacy anniversary because I'm saying this because I had someone on TikTok say, why are we celebrating this? And that's actually a good question. You're probably being shady, but honestly, it was a good shady, petty question. Um, the reason I do so is because I set a goal and I'm accomplishing it every single year. So I'm a believer that you should celebrate wins. It's just like when you graduate high school, when you, you know, get your first apartment, your first car, you, you know, things of that nature, you set a goal, you accomplished it. So you celebrate. It's really that simple. Um, for me, it's deeper because prior to being celibate, I was addicted to sex. So it's even more of an accomplishment for me because before this, I could not go without having sex. Like, I didn't understand the concept. Like, I couldn't do it. I used to cry myself. I used to cry after many encounters having sex because I didn't know why I kept doing it. Because it wasn't doing anything but hurting me. So, it was just a very um, self-defeating process. Uh, because I didn't have a healthy relationship with sex. And when you have a healthy relationship with sex, you're able to manage it and it doesn't it doesn't control you. It doesn't affect your self-esteem or your self-worth. And you don't question yourself after immediately after having sex with someone. What I mean by that is I had several moments when I was laying next to the person I had just had sex with. No matter how long we had known each other, we could have known each other for a year. We could have been friends. It could have been a, a fresh person that I just liked and it just happened. But I always question, like, is this person going to call me tomorrow? That's really awful. Like, and a lot of people would, you know, you have so many opinions. People would be like, well, why would you have sex with someone you don't know? You don't know you don't know somebody until you don't know. <laughs> a lot of the times. What I mean by that is people, bruh, it's so many representatives out here. It had been times when I was having sex where... I would wait a year to mess with someone and they switch up on me or it would be a friend of mine and I'd be like, oh, I can trust them because they're my friend just to realize that they really waited in the trenches just being my friend to have sex. <laughs> like what? So never make, never allow someone to make you feel bad because you had sex and someone just so happened to abandon you afterwards or just ghost you or whatever, because it's true. Dudes will really become another person to win your heart just to get what they want. And I'm not saying this for everybody, but I'm saying this happens. And unfortunately it happens frequently. So that's why you got to guard your heart as well as your cootie cat. Guard your cootie cat. Because when you guard your cootie cat, Everything else flows from it. I know that's not scripture. <laughs> that's, that's really the scripture is. Guard your heart. Everything flows from it. But you see what I'm saying? Because if you guard your cootie cat, you still... There's a myth, though. And I heard this guy say this. I'm really, like, rambling right now, but I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> I, 
I was watching this YouTube review and this guy was talking about how this girl was acting crazy on this television show after this guy dumped her. And he said, obviously they had sex because a woman couldn't be that emotional over someone she hadn't had sex with. And that's an absolute lie. Just because you're not having sex with somebody doesn't mean you cannot attach to them or fall for them and have really heavy feelings. Because sweetie boom boom, in this five years of celibacy, I have fallen for people. I have cried over people. I have thought that I connected with someone and it didn't work out. And I had high emotions over that. Had nothing to do with the sexual part. Meaning you can gain intimacy with someone without sex being involved. Heavy intimacy. Intimacy to levels where you do fall in love. Because wouldn't you want that? You don't want something to be, you know, leading with sex. You know what I mean? So don't believe that myth. That is a lie. Now, when you don't have sex with them, I believe you can leave quicker. I think a lot of the time sex elongates the process of separation because a lot of the times, you know, when you have sex, it releases endorphins. So y'all could be unequally yoked on everything in career and, and spirituality and, um, sense of humor <laughs> and just regular conversation, but that sex could be bussing and you'll stay just because that sex is bussing. Because every time you argue with that person, y'all have makeup sex, them endorphins tell you, you know what, he ain't even that bad. You know what, she she ain't that crazy. I know she stabbed me in the arm with a pen the other day, but she good. Yeah. So it's a myth that you don't develop strong feelings and sex is just intensifies the feelings. It doesn't necessarily intensify the emotions. It more so makes you attach quicker and makes you attach a little bit longer because women, you know, we big on the whole, I'm gonna just keep having sex with this person. So I don't increase my numbers. And when I hear that, cause I used to do that. I used to, I just think like you could just not have sex. That is an option. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but it's a muscle that has to be built. Like I didn't get to five years without discipline. Like it takes a next level discipline to be sitting here right now. And this is another thing that people kept asking me on TikTok. What are some tips? My number one tip when you're um becoming celibate, this is another this is a side note. I'm sick of y'all who want to debate on what celibacy is versus what abstinence and blah 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 is, blah 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 that doesn't matter. If I'm not having sex, what does it matter what name I'm putting to it? I'm just not doing it. Pe only people on the sideline argue about this. Because people who actually not having sex, abstaining or being celibate, we're too busy fighting for our life <laughs> to be fighting with you about what celibacy is versus what abstinence is. Don't nobody care. Okay? Is you having sex or is you not? What you doing? Okay? Oh, that makes me mad. That grinds my gears. Okay, I'm back. But anyway, um... Tips. Number one tip. Number one tip. Number one tip. Be very, very connected to your why. Your why cannot be something that is like uh, shallow. Because when you get tempted, and on those days you want to quit because you're going to want to quit a lot. You're going to want to say F it a lot. You're going to talk yourself into... You know what, if he just put the head in, you know what, if 
we just, you know, do two pumps and that's it. You know what? He ain't even that bad. I could really just start over with nobody. know. it's going to be a lot of those days. So that's why you have to be connected to your why. My why was a few things and they were strong things. My first why, a first part of my why was God. Um, a huge push for me to even start celibacy was because of my relationship with God. I, as I mentioned, I was addicted to sex at a point in time. And then I was just getting out of a um, interesting relationship that caused me to be very low in self-esteem, very low in self-worth. This was a combination of my life, though. This was like from childhood, from getting bullied, from my first cheating on me, from constantly feeling used after having sex. All of this like just lowered my self-esteem and my self-worth. So by the time I started um, celibacy, I just knew the only person that could help me in those areas was God. Of course, I go to therapy as well, but I started with God and he had to direct my path. So when I was praying his instruction, because a lot of the time God does speak to us, but we don't like the directions. We don't like the instructions. What's funny is like six to eight months before I even began celibacy, God started telling me I was going to be celibate. And I was just like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? I love sex. Sex is amazing. Sex ain't never hurt nobody. What are you talking about? Although it was hurting me. Um, it definitely was, but I just enjoyed the feeling so much. I was only focused on the physical, not the emotional and mental turmoil I was going through because of constantly giving myself to people who didn't deserve me and staying in relationships just because the sex was good. But um, God had instructed me of that. So once I got out of that relationship, I was already expectancy of becoming celibate. Now, I started in January of 2017, but I fell off around March because I started dating someone. And that just, I was too much of a baby <laughs> of it. So that's another tip I'll get into. But my why one was because God told me so, and I was developing a strong relationship with him. So I wanted to dive deeper into that relationship. And I knew that being obedient to the assignment that he gave me would draw me nearer to him. Now, I, please do not put words in my mouth. Do not put the words in my mouth that, oh, you have to become celibate to get closer to God. That is not what I said. I said you need to be obedient to God's word. God's specific words for Ashley Kira, guys, was be celibate. So I was obedient. Everybody's assignment is going to be different. My assignment won't be your assignment. He could tell you, you need to stop. You need to quit that job. Or he can tell you, you need to leave that school or he could tell you, you need to move to this state. Everybody's assignment is different. Everybody's instruction is different. So whatever your instruction is, that's what's going to bring you closer to God by obeying that instruction, right? Because many times when God tells us to move or to go, our go and our move looks different. My go and move was be celibate. And so I knew that was going to draw me nearer to God. Now the Bible does talk a lot about, you know, our body is a temple and just sinning against our bodies is like the worst sin of sexual immortality. But that like, that's a lot. That's deep. But what I am saying, like you don't necessarily need to become celibate in order to get closer to God, because you're going to need God in order to become celibate. <laughs> um, meaning that you can't do this by yourself. Like 
you're going to need God to help you through this journey. You're going to need spirituality to help you through this. So if you're doing it, trying to move God's hand, saying, if I become celibate, then you better send me my husband. Baby, that ain't going to work. That ain't a good enough. Why? Because the quickest thing that a, um, that a uh, scare a man off is you telling him not, you're not having sex. That's like when people really be thinking I'm doing this to find a man, I really be baffled. It behooves me because what do you mean? Don't you realize that men want sex most above all things? Now they can want you too, but they also want the sex as a close, close, very close second. Many want the sex more than they want you. And that be the issue of why you need to guard your cootie cat. But even the men who do actually want you, they want the sex too. It's a very close second. So what I'm saying is I would never be celibate just to gain a man. No, that don't make sense. <laughs> like, no, that can't be your why is what I'm saying. Cause you're going to, if that's your why, as soon as you get tired and God hasn't sent you your husband in the amount of time you think he should have sent you your husband, you're going to quit. You're just going to have sex with somebody. You're going to be like, whatever, I don't care. This, this don't, this is stupid. This is dumb. So my first why was God. My second why was um, sex had not done anything but hurt me. Because I had such a negative relationship with sex, because every time I had sex, I literally felt horrible about myself. It made me sick to my stomach. It made me cry. It wasn't benefiting me. I, you know how a lot of people just swear up and down folks who don't have sex are just so miserable. What do y'all talk? Like, no, I don't need, it's like, it's like drugs. That's like saying, if I don't smoke weed, then I'm going to be miserable every day. Like, no, I don't need a substance. I don't need an activity to make me happy or to make me not miserable. No, I could just live and live life and be fine. You know what I mean? Monks be celibate <laughs> like and they be the most calm peaceful happiest people you ever met in your life so to say that not having sex makes you miserable it's just crazy to me but back to what i was saying yeah like so understand your why too oh that's what i was saying my second why sorry y'all i'm getting old i be forgetting my second why was yeah just like sex hadn't done anything but hurt me so i just felt it necessary to draw back because I was having an awful experience in my dating life in the first place. So I'm like, what's one thing I can remove from it? Sex. And let's get that clarity. Let's, let's really get it. Now, there is also a misconception that not having sex is going to automatically bring you this amazing clarity. It might. But also doing the work. You can't just stop having sex and not do the work on yourself. Like, no, you have to do the work on becoming more self-aware, identifying your blind spots, identifying your triggers, identifying why certain things didn't work so you can start to solve the equation of you. You got to get to know you. You got to learn some wisdom. You got to apply some knowledge here, baby. We got to do some things. It's not just one thing that makes everything else. Like, no, it's several things. It's the not having sex for me. It was the praying all the time for me. It was the going to therapy. It was the journaling. It was the exercising. It was the re being really focused on myself. It was the not dating. And that's the tip number two. Do not date too soon when you start your celibacy journey because you're not going to win. <laughs> like, you're not going to make it. It's too tempting. 
it's too tempting. And I'm going to tell you right now, that first guy that you meet, I'm talking to my ladies, that first person that you meet, as soon as you become celibate, they're going to feel like the best thing since sliced bread. Because that's how it was for me. He was the best thing since sliced bread. And he was a great guy. I still, We're still cool. Like, amazing person. Amazing person. But, sorry, y'all. My dog just sneezed. He just loves to interrupt me while I'm recording. But don't go dating too soon. Because if you're really trying to make this commitment to yourself and not have sex because you have a strong why and a reason... You're going to have to give yourself at least six months. Honestly, I would say a year, but at least six months of not dating until you build that muscle. Because this is a muscle you got to build. It's like eating better. It's like going to the gym. You really got to build this discipline muscle because it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Okay? <laughs> like, So, yeah, that would be tip number two. Tip number three, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. You're not that strong. I don't care who you think you are. You're not that strong. I At five years, I'm not that strong. So I know to put boundaries. I'm not staying the night. Ain't nobody spending the night. I'm not spending the night with nobody because that just makes no sense. Because honestly, even if I don't do anything, I'm going to be laying there thinking about the fact that there is the male, <laughs> somebody of the opposite sex laying next to me and I could possibly get some if I wanted some. I'm not putting myself in that position. Two, alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. When you go out on a date, try to limit how much you drink because, of course, drinking alcohol is going to make you very, very kinky and you're going to want to get your freak on. So, alcohol. Limit your alcohol intake. Um, What else? What else? What are some other boundaries? Cut off all previous sexual partners that were like your cut buddies and things because on the times where you're going to be tempted to uh, bust it, <laughs> you don't even want them in your phone. So I already started deleting them, removing them, whatever. Yes. Okay. Number four, you're going to have to get another hobby. You're going to have to get something else to take your mind off of it. You're going to have to learn how to take walks. You're going to have to be more focused on work. You're going to have to be more focused on God, your vision, your calling, something, even self-development, something, because the idle mind is the devil's playground. If your mind is idle and you ain't doing nothing in this time when you could be having sex, you're going to be going back to having sex. So those are some tips that I would tell you to do for show, for show. Um, what's another one? Um, get Three, watch what you're consuming, okay? Don't be consuming all these sex... Let me tell you two TV shows that I got to... I fast-forward a lot of sex scenes, honestly, but the main ones, power. Let me tell you something about um, uh, James St. Patrick's ghost, okay? Miss Omari Hardwick, okay? All his sex scenes. I used to be like, ew, we got to fast-forward this because I'm just getting too aroused. Insecure. Lawrence and Issa them, it's too much. It's giving porn. It's too much. Like, I can't do it. I can't watch it. I got to fast forward. You really have to, even certain music that talks about a lot of stuff, you have to watch it because you don't realize how that stuff is making you horny. It's making you want to have sex. It's making you 
feel like the next person I see, the next somebody's son, I'm a hop his bone. So don't even torture yourself like that. It gives yourself unnecessary temptation that you don't need because you already tempted already because of you psychologically, biologically, you want the D. But you're trying to break habits, right? Um, what's the last one? Four, get a good support system. Get you some friends. There are a lot of groups around who will encourage you because a lot of people, especially in this over-sexualized society, will tell you that, oh, you dumb, it's unnecessary, you ain't never gonna get no man, blah, blah, this, and blah, 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 that, girl, you already need to get you some, girl, you 30-something, talking about you ain't having sex, you sound dumb. But y'all having sex, and how is that working for you? How is it working for you? Is your life just so much better just because of sex? Is it? Is it just that much better because of sex? Like, please tell me. Is it? Is sex like the reason that your life is just so amazing with flowers raining every day and sun shining? Is it? I'm pretty sure it's not. So leave me alone. But get you some support because a lot of people will try to discourage you on this journey and make you feel less of yourself. Because when you first start, I'm going to tell you, as soon as you start, especially when you start dating again, you're going to have a dip in your self-esteem. Here's why. Because you're going to be thinking, since I'm not offering sex, that means I need to overcompensate and offer something else. I need you to get that out of your mind. Because honestly, first of all, being who you are, being amazing, that should be good enough either way. If you was having sex and if you was weren't. You know what I mean? So just be you. Don't feel like you got to overcompensate because the right person going to feel you. The right person ain't going to be trying to pressure you anyway. That's not even going to be a topic of conversation. Okay? Get it, get it, got it. Another thing, um, a lot of people ask me about masturbation. I don't necessarily encourage it because it only makes you want it more. Because once you start to, like, get that, um, I'm trying to, I don't want to say <laughs> the derogatory terms for it. But once you get that pleasure, your body's going to want more of it. So the only, yes, I do masturbate. The only time I do it though, is when I feel like I'm about to call somebody, anybody, even though I ain't got nobody to call, but I be feeling like, bro, I just need to hunch somebody. So it has to be very strong. It's usually pre-period because you know, your period horny is different. So it's usually around that time when I feel like I just have to, but honestly, most of the time, when my brain tells me or my body says, you horny, it passes if I just start moving. That's why I say you have to do different things. If I start to work on a something on a computer, if I start watching TV, if I start cleaning up, if I take a walk, I'll forget and it'll just pass. So yes, that's, that's what I mean. Everybody's journey is different. That's another tip I would say. Develop your journey, not nobody else's. Define your journey. Is your journey... I don't want any penetration. That's what sex is to me. Like no um, penetration via penis in my vagina, in my butt, any of that. If you're like, no, I don't want it. I don't even want this oral. I don't want any of that. Okay, cool. But develop your own journey. Don't be looking left or right. Develop your journey and what works for you. Even when it comes to masturbation, some people might be like, I don't even want to do that. Cool. Develop your journey. And don't let other people mind your business. Because for me, this is between me and God. Whatever I got going on, he deals with me. That's my source. 
I don't care about nobody else's judgment. Like, this is my journey, okay? Okay. So develop your journey, stick to it. Don't feel judged by nobody else because they're not walking in your shoes, all right? Okay, cool. Um, What else, what else? I think that's it. So what now for me? What now for me? My best friend tells me all the time, the reason you start something isn't the reason you continue. And that really hit home for me lately, just coming up on this particular um, celibacy anniversary, because the reason I started is not the reason I'm continuing. So I started one. Now these are not my whys because I had to develop strong whys because my whys shifted as I kept going. But these were reasons that, you know, how you have a pro and a con list. These were the pros of why I was starting. One, I felt like sex um, had ruined a lot of like situations for me, or I could have like left situations a little bit sooner, or if I would have had better dating experiences if I hadn't had sex with people, um, because I was doing it quickly sometimes, and then that just ruined it or whatever. So I felt like it would improve my dating. Two, I um. Honestly, honestly, this is this is honesty hour. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Like I did have that moment where I'm like, okay, if I become celibate, then God will send me my husband. I felt like that because I had listened and read about people like Sierra who met and got married with Russell within like a year of of becoming celibate. And Megan Good, it was the same. Like she was celibate for nine months and then met you know Devon. So I'm thinking like, yeah, if I do that, then I'll <laughs> God go send me my man or whatever. And then also it was a challenge to myself because I had never, I always wanted to stop, but I had never done it. And I'm like, this time I'm going to do it. I'm going to be, I'm going to keep the promise to myself and keeping promises to yourself can really develop discipline, but also develop a lot of self-esteem because you realize like I could really do something that I set my mind to. Right. So those were my reasons. Now my reasons, one is just. The value I have on sex is so high. It's very expensive for me because I know what it comes with. So I don't want to have sex with anyone who I don't trust. I don't feel values me. I don't feel takes it as seriously as I take it. Like I want to feel like a treasure. I want to feel like you know, this person gets the full me, not just my poo nanny. Because a lot of dudes, when they're having sex, they're just focused on the poo nanny. They're not focused on the fullness of you. And I feel like if you're having sex with someone who's focused on the fullness of who you are, I think it'll be even better. <laughs> like, I think you'd really get some good good from that, you know? So, yeah, I just the value I have on it. And like, I just don't want to lay next to nobody and feel like, is this person going to leave afterwards? Because that basically means they only valued me up until the point of sex. They don't fully value who I am. So that means I'm disposable to you because of the sex, if that makes sense. Right. So yeah, I just, I just want more. I just want more. And I just, and in not having sex, honestly, 
I'm realizing how much I settled for because I was just settling for the person who was just a nice person sometimes, who was cute, who took me on a few dates and paid for things, like all of that. But now I just want more than that. Like I'm worth more than that. Like what? There are people out here who will give you the full experience. There are people out here that you can literally thank God for. You know what I mean? There are people out here who will listen to you, who will want to be with you, who will fight for you, who will be consistent with you, who will communicate with you, who will want to build with you and want to challenge you and even be challenged by you. Like there are people who, if you challenge them, they're appreciative of that and not challenging in a bad way, but in a loving way, like, Hey, you know, I didn't like when you said this to me, you know, instead of just projecting and flipping it on you, they'll be like, Oh, for real. Okay. Tell me more. Let's like grow together. Let's, let's see what we can do with that. You know what I mean? Like I just want the full shebang now. So, yeah. So the reason I'm doing it now isn't because necessarily, of course I love God and I want to please God. But I think I'm more laxed in the fact that I don't have to do that. Like, I don't have to have sex. That's what it is. I don't have the mindset that I have to have sex to get a man. I have to have sex in order to prove that I'm earning my way into his life. Like, I don't have to do that. I just don't. Now, if it ends like that and I end up having sex prematurely, because honestly, I'm going to keep it real with y'all, like, I don't know if I'm going to end up married. Like, I, I don't know. I would love to lie to you and be like, yeah, I know I'm going to be married when I have. That's a lie. I'm taking this thing one day at a time. <laughs> like, that's what my I want to happen. I want it to be on my wedding day. And honestly, the level of trust, respect, love I have to have for somebody to give them sex, we might as well be married. <laughs> but... I don't know if that's going to be my journey, but I would love for it to be. And all I know is I'm going to take it one day, one step at a time, one day at a time, one minute at a time with God by my side in hopes that that happens. And that is my story, but I don't know, but I can say that like, that's not what I'm so much focused on. Cause I don't have to focus on that no more. I'm more so focused on who's going to come into my life and show me something that where I feel safe where I feel like I can just give you all of me and giving you all of me comes with the sex. You, you see what I mean? Like I'm giving you my mind. I'm giving you my heart. Now I can give you my body as well because it's, you know, cause it's just too many times where we're giving our body first, but we don't even know if we can trust them with our heart. We don't know if we can trust them with our mind. We don't know if they're going to be a safe space for us. So why would you offer up sex just to get this person to lock you down when you don't even know if they're capable of carrying you emotionally, mentally, and physically. So that's where I am. What now for me is just, you know, continuing to take it one day at a time. I'm more so praying every year. I pray like, okay, this is going to be my last year because I'll meet that person that's going to be it, be my person, be my safe space. And Lord, please let it be this year. So I hope to not make it to six because I hope that somebody will come and get me y'all. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm hopeful. I'm happy. I'm joyful. And I know that I'm making the right decision. 
I literally have no regrets. I have no regrets. Like, I haven't come across a person that I'm like, oh my God, if I would have had sex with him, then he would have stayed. That don't even make sense. That's a stupid statement. If I would have had sex with him, then he would have stayed. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and yes, there will be dudes who will leave you because you didn't have sex with them. But those are the dudes you don't want to date anyway. Because that means that they only value you for, you for the sex. They're not looking at all the other benefits of you. They're only looking at what you got between your legs and how it's going to feel to get in between those legs. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's... It's, it's wild out here, y'all. I have no regrets, and I'm joyful, and I'm just hopeful that my person is coming, and I'm keeping hope alive, y'all. Keeping hope alive. All right, well, y'all like, comment, share, subscribe. Let me know if y'all feeling it. Let me know if y'all want me to answer any other questions. All right, peace.